0: Rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by. three cheers for Her Majesty, the Queen.
1: Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza, and I'm Lisa Ryan, and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group. Royally obsessed. Which we love. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. You can also send us an email at info at um, This week, we are chatting about uh, Kate Middleton at the Diplomatic Reception wearing one heck of a necklace. Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, we are chatting about the Mary Berry special. Oh, my God. My the nicest thing. My heart is smushed.
2: <laughs> I'm so excited to chat about it. And we're also joined by the one and only Kristen Meinzer who, Caitlin, please, her resume, (laughs) whip it Um, out.
1: She is the co-host of When Megan Met Harry and by the book And We Love You and So Can You, three podcasts. We love them all. And another one, CNN's. And CNN's Lisa, Sandra, and Kristen go to the movies. And you wrote the book, So You Want to Start a Podcast. I did.
0: You would have
2: to with that resume. (laughs) And you have another book coming out.
0: Yes. Yes, yes. It's coming out in March. It's called How to Be Fine. What we learned from living by the rules of fifty self-help books, and my By the Book co-host Jolanta Greenberg and I wrote that because, um, as you guys know, but I'm not sure if our listeners know here, uh, By the Book is a show where every episode we choose a different self-help book to live by, like
2: Stassi's. <laughs> yes. yes, we did live by <laughs> how her to be book, basic.
0: and we record ourselves while we follow the rules of all these books, so people can hear how each book ruins our marriages and our lives. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we distilled a lot of what we learned into this book, including some stories that have never been heard on our show before very exciting
1: also you're a certified christmas
0: nut i am an out of control christmas (laughs) nut i love santa so much every year christmas in my household usually begins around halloween time and i start watching one christmas movie a day which continues through the end of january Wait, kristen what's your favorite so far this year Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to choose because I love so many. I mean, last Christmas I saw in the theater opening day Wow, starring Henry Golding. Oh. Um, as far as the made-for-TV Christmas movies, I, I know this isn't technically a Christmas movie. It's kind of not even a movie. It's more of a series. Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, <gasps> which um, <laughs> gives me the Christmas feeling, even though it's not technically um, a, ser- a Christmas series. But it's wow. the stories behind some of her greatest songs, like didn't Jolene. She,
2: didn't she tweet at you?
1: Yes,
0: she did. Wait, how did you maneuver this? So, Sorry, we
2: were just going on a tangent, <laughs> oh my but God. I think it's necessary. But it's
0: okay because she is American royalty. Absolutely. And this is. show's Very all true. about royalty. So
2: It's Dolly Parton's America. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: it is. So Dolly Parton was having her 50th anniversary Grand Ole Opry induction show at the Grand Ole Opry. And I tweeted about how excited I was to go to it. And she tweeted me back. And then wow. on top of that, she made a special little tribute video on Twitter just you know saying thank you to all of her biggest Twitter fans, and in the music video, I'm shouted out in that too. What? Oh my God yes oh my God,
1: I have to look that up, I didn't know that she's
0: what so- a great year you've had. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's one of the biggest highlights of my year. Year that and of course being with you guys. Oh For my sure. god. Anytime I'm with you guys it makes my life better. There's oh, so much like joy whenever I'm around you because you you. you you just love love and you love the good things in life. We I sure do have do. one
2: complaint though. You are not wearing a fascinator this time and the last two <gasps> times you true. came on you were wearing a fascinator so Kristen, I think you need to leave.
0: Well, I have a reason. <laughs> I have a good reason why I didn't yes. wear a fascinator today because I wore Do you want to see my gnome hat? Yes. yes. in honor of Christmas.
2: Oh, it's Aww. so
0: cute. So I wanted to look like a Christmas gnome instead tonight, just <laughs> like in honor of, you know, all things Christmas. But this started off as a floppy beret, but then I put it in the dryer and now I look like a gnome and I'm just wearing it with pride oh, wait, this whole holiday so season. very
2: tall, too. Or um, beanie, very tall beanie. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. But it used to be bigger and floppier.
2: No, but it looks sort of like you're like a Brooklyn hipster. Oh, you know?
0: a Brooklyn hipster gnome. Yeah, Brooklyn hipster gnome, aren't <laughs> they?
1: That's so amazing. We're definitely going to make that in the Instagram video. So another reason to follow us on Instagram. Um, also, part of why we're delighted today is we have um, this royal cocktail. Um so now it's
2: time for the weekly royal cocktail. Which is Prosecco. prosecco. Whenever, <laughs> whenever <laughs> we're
1: joined by you, you always bring us Prosecco. So this time we were like, no, no, no. We refuse to allow it. We're
0: putting Prosecco into you. It is such a great surprise. And for the listeners out there, if you know what a pint glass looks like <laughs> filled with Prosecco, then you know what each of our... Uh what this looks like us. right now. Yeah, what, yeah. It looks it's like, going to yeah. be a fun time. We, we couldn't is. find flutes, so pint
2: <laughs> glass
1: will have to do. It works for me. It is the holidays, mm-hmm. um, and then we have the
2: listener email. Yeah, so the listener email comes from Lisa, and not though yet. I listen to the podcast, it's not yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and she writes, royally obsessed. Kate and I are twins. Here's why. Very grabby subject line. Click. Like that is a click. That's how headline. you get us, guys. That is exactly like, sorry, exactly how you do it. Um, she writes." Your Grace, Caitlin, and your Lady, Lisa. Can I just say,
1: I love this running motif um, (laughs) that
2: whenever our
1: listeners write to us. It's always Lady Lisa because that's like a given as a title. Caitlin is more complicated and so we have had so many titles recently. Kaiserina was still one of my favorites just like finish for a royal title and this week we have Your Grace. So thank you so much, Lisa. Yeah, I just want
0: to call you, you Countess. Countess, Countess. Can I do that?
1: Is, I mean, that's actually it's a great Kardashian Countess, style. C- Countess with
2: a K. Yeah, Countess <laughs> with a K would be perfectly fine but I really enjoy the creativity. Like Luann. Like Luann. always have to bring up Luann de Liceps. Okay, anyway. Lisa not me continues Kate Middleton and I are basically twins and here's why I'm listening. Kate and I were born on the same day January 9th we both married men who although devastatingly handsome are prematurely balding Oh Lisa's husband In addition to their otherworldly intelligence and manner this is one of their most adorable features That's so cute Kate and I are both both brunettes and have dimples and most sorry and more importantly we understand the implications of a good rewear in particular Bright overcoats. We both have a firstborn son who looks like an accountant <laughs> and a spare with a lot of flair. Amazing. Now the game changer, which took our lives in different directions, was when she decided to take the plunge and have a third baby. You see, she has a lot of family support. I mean, she lives in the same compound as her in-laws, and her sister is a phone call away. I live in Chicago. Shout out to the Chicagoland ro <laughs> and my family is more than a six-hour drive away. Needless to say, we stay connected through social media, our love of fashion, jewelry, and a good blowout. Happy birthday to the Duchess of Cambridge, and here's to many happy returns on the day. Cheerio, other Lisa. Um, well, she said Lisa, but <laughs> she is other Lisa. P.S. God save the pod. And Lisa attached so many amazing
1: photos. Now I'm not sure if she. Staged her children in poses that perfectly match the royal children, but they are really good matches. So her daughter is posed um, looking just like Princess Charlotte with the little bow pulling her hair back. I think this was her second birthday portrait um, that Lisa recreated. Same thing with George's sixth birthday portrait. She has her son also giggling, um, and then a photo of herself wearing a bright overcoat just like Kate Middleton loves to wear. Oh, love Amazing. That coat. We that love hot pink. I love a photo. I just love when photos are attached.
2: And she mentioned the Chicagoland uh, Roros, and I want to give a shout out to all the Roros in the Facebook group who've been doing Secret Santa with each other. Yes, It is the you're most
0: kidding. wonderful
2: thing I've seen. <laughs> They've been buying each other stuff off their wish list books or what have you, and it's so adorable and sweet and lovely, and it warms my heart. Yes, you guys are
1: just the best, and I love seeing just – all the generosity that has sprung up out of the group, which again, just like reminds me all, also of the, like the, the great forest project coming out of the Sussexes, just like how everyone is inspired by the Royals in some way, shape or form to give and love. And oh, I love the holidays. I'm so full of love right now. Um, but anyway, we can do uh, this week in Royal history, which is like really a step back <laughs> from all the love. It's a little different. It's a little different. And now this week in Royal history. It's uh, December 16th, 1955, which was when the Queen opened a terminal at London Airport.
2: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense given that a lot of people are going to be traveling for the holidays. So, yes, exactly. If you are in, let's look at this. What's the terminal? It actually doesn't say. I think because the airport was
1: potentially so small at the time in 1955. Um, but she appeared in an Air Force blue coat with a gray hat and a diamond brooch on her lapel in the shape of the BOAC Speedbird emblem. And she gave a speech and she said, The inauguration of this great terminal today marks an important stage in the story of London Airport. Again, London. We- Air- Which one is London Airport?
0: Not Heathrow, not Gatwick? Which one? I was curious about that when I read this. It's very confusing. But Um, if you're
2: in this London Airport, whatever it may be, and you see a plaque that says the Queen's Building... That's where you are. That's Queen's exactly Building. where you are. It was called the
1: Queen's Building. I have to say for all, we sometimes will discuss certain events and how fun they seem to us. Like some certain times there are events where I'm like, oh, that's where it's so great to be a royal. When, you know, Kate Middleton's at the V&A and she's seeing ballet costumes being made by hand and all this like really cool stuff that only she would get to see. And then there's stuff like, Cutting a
0: ribbon for an airport terminal, but this must have been so amazing back then. I mean, yeah. airports really were a glamorous That's place true. in some way. Even though this airport at the time didn't even have a place for passengers to wait for their plane, you had to stand in tents back then. Oh
1: my god! Oh.
0: But but I just love that. You know, I'm sure back then it was a most glamorous yeah. thing. It was almost like cutting a ribbon on a spaceship. Probably That's back true. then. That's true. So. And it's named after her, so yes. I wouldn't
1: mind it myself. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Um, but just the so countesses. Terminal? The Count Caitlin's (laughs) Terminal. At JFK, (laughs) where everyone gets to borrow pizza. Um, I don't love it, but I would take it. So that uh, was This Week in royal History. And then let's
2: start with the diplomatic reception, and then we'll go into Mary Berry. So it's a little bit out of order in there. All I
1: want to do is Mary Berry, but I understand.
2: Yes. So we had, right after we recorded last week, there
1: was just the most glamorous black tie diplomatic reception. Um, And so we got Kate Middleton in this stunning navy velvet dress.
0: Oh, just beautiful. And I love a long-sleeved gown. That's yes, right? Kate's not afraid of long-sleeved gowns. And I think that in our era, we frequently attribute classy black tie or white tie events with strapless or sleeveless Mm -hmm. and so on. But I love that Kate's not afraid of a long sleeve and she really pulls it off. Yeah. I mean, it's like a winter event
1: and she's in this midnight blue navy.
2: Very Alexander McQueen. Yes. I almost Dramatic,
1: beautiful. Yes. Yes, I almost wish that the color showed up a little bit more in photos. Of course, it's a nighttime event. And so it just looks like black. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really in some photos and some light you could really see the texture in this like really gorgeous navy blue and really the dress was just like a, a backdrop to the jewels my god the oh, jewels yes. so she wore the lovers not tiara which is one of her favorites it was a favorite of Princess Diana as well Um, it's yeah so it's one of the more recognizable ones for her but the necklace was more interesting and more surprising that was
2: amazing that was like okay we get it you're royal <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> That's it was a lot of rocks it was
1: a lot of rocks um, it was a necklace that the queen was given on her wedding day, um, and so Kate's never worn it before. And again, the neckline of the dress really seemed to be created to show off a necklace like that. Oh, the neckline just, was fabulous. The neckline by the way, was on the fabulous. dress, it was just,
0: almost slightly off the shoulder and slightly sweetheart at the yes, same time. Yeah, it's like almost like boatneck sweetheart yeah. kind
1: of thing. So it's like beautiful, like collarbone. Um, so yeah, that necklace was just completely, completely nuts. All diamonds, stunning. Um, also, not for nothing, the queen did a sort of a similar look insofar as a very simple dress. She wore a white dress and then wore a major necklace, diamonds and emeralds with a diamond and emerald tiara. And you're just like, wow. I
0: thought the queen looked fantastic. She yes. reminded me of the, you know, the before and the after of Eliza Doolittle. In yes. <laughs> she looked like the after of Eliza Doolittle and yeah. My Fair Lady in all of that white. She just looked regal. I yes, loved how so she regal. looked.
1: Yeah, I just, I love, we don't get a ton of these kinds of events, and I love when we do, because you're
2: just like, like we said, full princess. We love a full princess full princess. And you mentioned something to us before we started recording. We chatted for a little while, <laughs> but you brought up some comparisons that Kate was receiving, and I felt like that was...
0: Yeah, I've seen in a few different places, people are trying to compare Kate's midnight blue gown to the one that Princess Di famously wore when she was dancing with John Travolta. Yes. And... I just think, no, you don't need to compare everything. And mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of the press like to draw comparisons because it gives you a chance to look back at other dresses like, you know, Kate is just like Di here or Kate is different than yeah. uh, Megan here. And I feel the press does that a lot. But sometimes we just need to let things stand on their own merits because this dress is just so beautiful on its own. And Kate looks terrific on her own. You don't need to put her side by side with Di to know that she has a good look. I know. It's mm-hmm. really tough. And to do that for her throughout
1: her life will just be really hard and probably not so pleasant. At the same time, I feel like Kate certainly like will nod. I mean, of course, she's wearing jewelry that Diana wore so it's like hard not to you know notice and make that comparison but you don't
2: have to make everything though you can be like no, oh yeah she wore not. certainly not the same tiara but it doesn't have to be like everything is inspired by her
0: sometimes it's just a great dress yes yeah. sometimes that's all it is and, and sometimes you know th- this may sound like a sad thing to bring up now especially during the holidays but Princess Di hasn't been with us for a very yeah. long time mm-hmm. and you know Kate didn't actually know her right. so yeah. How much inspiration was she actually taking from Di? Not any based on knowing her, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. No, it's true.
1: It's true. Also, like, that moment with John Travolta. I mean, I, it's there was other things going on. <laughs> I also <laughs> do think of it the, as the John Travolta dance moment um, was, like, a really fun, sexy sort of event for her. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, just your typical, like, staid diplomatic reception at Buckingham Palace. You mm-hmm. know, of course, Kate. You know, brought her fl- own flair
2: to it, but it was a very different style of event. That she said, was, she looked great. Well, I, she was wearing the blue sash, which is the Dame Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order honor. So, like, it was very formal. Like, yeah, it, no, was, it was like, a super formal, super situation. official. It wasn't yeah. like, let me dance with this movie star and have this fantastic photograph that everyone's gonna look at for years and years. Yeah, to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was real official. I'm also always moved. That whenever I see Kate Middleton like really stepping up to the role that she will one day assume, like when I see her, you know, she wasn't by herself. William was there, but I feel like all the attention was on her at this event. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right. You know, seeing her shake hands at diplomats from all around the world, seeing her wear the sash, you're like, this is the role that she will play. And. Pride is a weird thing to feel, but I'm like, look at her go. She's yes. like, I've, she's doing it. She's doing it. Like, yeah. I feel like, I've, you know, we've all known her since she was a college student, <laughs> known her, quote unquote. And I'm her like, very here well. she goes. Like, she's really, she's at Buckingham Palace, dripping in diamonds, really pulling this off. And I just love her.
2: Just love her. Absolutely amazing. And so now we got to talk about Mary Berry. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, yes. So i excited about this. before we even get into the special, Kristen revealed herself to us as a great British bake-off. Obsessy? Yes. Yes.
0: I am a fan of all things Great British Bake Off. Um, For people who are listening outside the U.S., it's called the it's called the Bake Off internationally, and it's called uh, in the states. It's called uh, the Baking Show because yes. Pillsbury owns the rights to the <laughs> word Bake Off. It's really good. That's so, uh, great. To so know. if you're confused about what we're referring to in the states, um, it's that the, baking thing. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's on Netflix. It's, it's that baking thing on Netflix, and yes. I am such a huge fan. And right now, they have all of the holiday episodes, by the way. Oh, great. Of the Great British Baking Show on Netflix right now, which I have binged all of those um, Mm. since October. So watch those. But, you know, the general gist of it is let's bake. Let's make beautiful things. Let's have a show that represents all of the UK across culture, across age, across, you know, national origin and race and so on. And the show has crying and hugging in every episode because nobody wants to see somebody they love eliminated and they all love each other. Ugh. And they're very supportive and they want to do the best that they can. And yes, there are going to occasionally be some soggy bottoms and some not-so-good bakes. But overall,
2: <laughs> the the show
0: is really about, it's trying to be the best of what it means to be British on this show. And I just love that about it. And every time I watch it, it just feels like a hug. So mm-hmm. the fact that Wills and Kate have decided to team up with Mary Berry because they also, to a lot of people, are what Britishness is about. They're essentially the yeah. PR firm for what the UK is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to have these two great forces together and baking and, in this special, focusing on the volunteers across the UK yes. um, and their efforts and doing their best and interviewing these different volunteers and baking and talking with Mary Berry about their own family and their children and traditions, it's just like it, – it is – Better than any Christmas cake you're ever gonna get. (laughs) Oh my God. It is so good.
2: It was truly so joyful. So it's called a Berry Royal Christmas, and we're recording (laughs) on Tuesday, and it premiered on Monday in the BBC. And of course, we're in the US. So what happened was our loyal Roro Sam told us about this YouTube stream. (laughs) Yeah, illegally. I mean,
1: we we sort of predicted. We knew that usually when something airs only in the UK, it's going to find its way to YouTube. And again, we respect all intellectual property, but it is fun to watch on YouTube. So send us screeners (laughs) if you don't want us. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it. I don't know. It might be taken down before this episode comes out, but we watched it. Um, it was so delightful. So I'm going to shout out. It's like, where do I even begin? But if you haven't watched it, the, the format, yes, was um, Mary joins um, William and Kate as they visit several of their charities and their patronages. And then in between, it's spliced with her cooking and giving you like a holiday recipe. And those recipes are for her that she's making, that she's preparing for a party. Like, interstitially, there are clips of Mary cooking. And so she's giving you a recipe and she's giving you tips like a typical cooking show but they were for the recipes are then used at a party that she throws with William and Kate so it's just really delightful what a great format um and so we get to see a bit of William and Kate's work of course with these incredibly important organizations but then we also get to grab little tidbits about the family which obviously we're very into
2: they each have one-on-one conversations with Mary Berry and they are the most delightful conversations I've ever (laughs) heard like in one moment um Kate is making something and shaking it up and she's like, Oh no, the last time I did this, I got spinach soup up on the ceiling. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> cocktail shaker. <laughs> or she says to Mary Berry, um, you know, like she kind of professes her fandom to Mary Barry and says that she has all these cookbooks and she's like, Louis is like high tall enough to see the cookbook and he like so one of his first words was Mary.
1: Yeah, well, like a bit of a reveal there because apparently Mary's face is on a lot of the spines of her cookbooks. And so he was like pointing. And so one of his first words apparently, w- well, she said a version of Mary. Version. of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma, 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 kind of thing. Here we um, are. Which is experts. super cute. Um, we also got some other kid reveals. Like William mentions when he's chatting with some folks that, um, of course, George loves drawing and football. Um, sure, sure, sure. Like shocking. shocking. I believe we learned
0: that Charlotte loves scalloped potatoes,
2: which which is fantastic. That
0: is a good thing to, I I'm a, I'm a scallop potato her. gal myself. Is that what
2: it said? I thought she said, like, Charlotte potatoes.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's I, what they're called in their household. Was, <laughs> that's so actually so a really is, good point.
2: I watch this on the subway, and usually when I'm on the subway, I'm so stressed out. Like, the subway here, for people who don't live in New York, it doesn't really work. And right. it breaks <laughs> down a lot, and there's so many people, and it's just a very stressful thing, and you're waiting for a long time, but, I loaded it up, and I was watching, and I just was serene. I was so calm. <laughs> so comforted. And something I've been doing lately is this app called Headspace. This is not an ad. This is literally not an ad at all. <laughs> like, I've been doing this app called Headspace sometimes when I can't sleep, and it felt like Headspace. I was yeah, like, it's I am, a Headspace. I am, like, lulled into this calm. I am okay. The world is fine because Mary Berry is baking this beetroot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) cake. I wish we had British accents to offer people to calm them down. Um, So yeah, just
1: full of delightful moments. Um, We also learned that they make pizzas all the time, that Kate mentions making pizzas with the kids and that they use Mary's dough recipe, which was so delightful. Um, Just the sweetest, purest thing. And then there are also some really tender moments. So again, I'm not super familiar with Mary Berry or her career. I hope to be soon after doing some Netflix binging over the holiday. But she just says at some point um, in this really sort of relaxed way that she lost one of her children in a car accident. And so it's something that she has bonded. She's met William before they filmed this and that it's something that she bonded with William over because, of course, they both know really serious loss. Mm. And so everything is sort of, you know, light and fluffy. You know, it's chocolate cakes and Christmas decor. But then they have this really tender moment. And so you get to see them bond and talk about their work and... She even asks William, you know, you've done so much with mental health and was that inspired by your mom? Wow. I know. And so he sort of – I wouldn't say he hedges or anything. He just says like, well, it's inspired by so much of what I've seen. And, you know, he talks about how Kate contributed to – of course – He says
2: Kate brought them all together about Yeah,
1: that it was Kate's idea that they're all – they all, as in um William Harry, and Kate, because that's how it began, of course, was the three of them that they're all interested in mental health and that they should bring it together, and of course, that's how we have like heads together and all these other all this other work that they've done as a unit um that since they're all they all have these interests, so that was really tender in a way that I wasn't anticipating, and I also really liked the peak that we got of um William, at one of the events, he is working with people who have struggled with addiction. And he really is sort of imploring a woman to discuss more about her alcohol struggles and asks her what it's like to feel that craving. And it just made me think, oh, this is what William is like at One of those round tables, the ones that we don't get to see, you Mm -hmm. know, because we're just seeing the photos like this is how far he goes with people at these events. And it was really moving to me.
2: This is truly my favorite thing that both of them have done in a while, because. They are supporting their charities. There's so many fantastic causes that are represented here, but they just really seem natural, and it was very nice.
1: My also my other honest observation, with this down in my email, is the two of them are so nervous about cooking. Yeah, <laughs> like I believe that they both cook at home, um, but they don't have to because, of course, they have staff. But when they are at the, towards the end of the episode, you know, we see them both cooking with Mary. But at the end, they're sort of not pitted against each other, but they are both cooking at the end near each other. And they both are so nervous. And they're like, how's that one doing? How's that? How's she doing? How's he doing? And I was like, these two are they're A, so competitive. And B so nervous about being bad at stuff. Well, they don't want to look bad in front of Mary
0: Berry. (laughs) She is a national treasure. (laughs) What would you do,
2: Kristen, if you had a cook in front of her, (laughs) even if she's telling you what to do? Like, I think I would have a panic attack.
0: I, oh, my gosh. If I had Mary Berry in front of me, I, I would probably do something horrible and nervous. Like, I'd accidentally add coconut, which she does not like. Mary Berry has made clear before it's, quite too exotic for her. So, um, so, so I'd probably just do something very nervous like that. Like, oh, no, I accidentally added a cup of coconut to my cake. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: There's a moment where they're just, like, flouring the pan, and Kate's too nervous to shake out the flour, oh, and kidding. Mary's like, go ahead. So she hits it too hard, and she's like, Ugh. Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, so – it's just – so pure that these two they're just such not type a but they're such perfectionist people you're like this is why these two bonded in university (laughs) also kate mentions at one point that william used to cook for her often back when they were in college But more so when they were in college and like maybe he stopped and she was like, I think he was just trying to impress me, which I love. He needs to get back on
0: that. (laughs) You should never stop trying to impress your wife. Never stop courting your wife, Wills. I was always (laughs)
1: charmed by the idea that William had to like court anyone. You know, he (laughs) was the most eligible bachelor in the world. (laughs) I saw the
2: Lifetime movie. It makes it clear. It just made <laughs> me think
1: so much of like the Fug Girls book, of course, The Royal We, when um, yes. they are sort of courting. And I was like, so he really did try to impress her. I mean, of course he did. Um, she's pretty great and she needs to be impressed. Um, but it was just, of course, super charming. So what a, I don't want to be cynical, but what a PR smash. Oh,
0: gosh. Know? Yes. I have to say, when they first announced that this show was going to be made, I thought, oh, genius. I, I, I'm like, is this real? This right. can't be real. Did I misread that? And then I saw the pictures. I'm like, oh, that's definitely Mary Berry standing between them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because it almost seemed, I don't want to sound salacious here, but it. You know, they're essentially being on a reality show. That's true. And so I was just so thrown off by it. But it makes so much sense. And it's so delightful. It yes. really makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, it's great. If it could happen every year, wouldn't mind.
2: Wouldn't mind at all
1: if this could just be the beginning of a whole series, like if a it could Christmas just be a tradition,
2: year-round
0: show. <laughs> yeah. we don't all just need to round, wait for Christmas. Two episodes. <laughs> yeah, they have
1: a great report. Even when Mary first approaches, um, which, by the way, she approaches Kate. And she reveals to the camera that when she gets nervous, she's nervous to meet Kate. And when she gets nervous, she gets cold. So she is hiding a hot water bottle in her cardigan. No. And she reveals it to the camera. And it's like sort of in her armpit. It's (laughs) so
2: sweet. It's Um, amazing because they're both nervous to meet each other. And you can tell.
1: Yeah. So she says, like, I'm nervous to meet her. And then Kate's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. (laughs) When she sees Mary, she's like, I have all your books. And I just I'm always amused that. Really, either one of these people could be nervous about meeting the other. But starstruck is starstruck. So. Yeah.
0: I would be starstruck, too, yeah. by either one of them.
1: Yeah. It's just, uh, my heart is so warm. If we could just get some Christmas cards. Because, again, we're recording on Tuesday, December 17th. And we have no
2: Christmas cards
0: yet. Oh, did you guys write to them?
2: Oh, no. no.
0: Oh, you would get a Christmas card if you'd written to them? I well, we'll no. usually back. they
2: release the images, but they did not yet. And yeah. we are very much upset because
0: we're pre-recording before christmas
1: and so we're not gonna be able to discuss them before christmas you guys mm. i'll try to maybe like, share my thoughts on louie could have a calculator oh, an calculator
0: <laughs> doing his accounting yeah archie just... could be
2: hanging out with the mysterious dog
0: oh, oh my God. yeah
2: we have no dream. idea dare to dream you know what if there are no christmas
0: cards don't do that to me mm. I want one with Doria in it. Yes. I, love I just so love much. It. Okay, so Okay, while we're much.
1: dreaming, the mystery dog. Doria would be great. Um, Archie eating a Christmas taco. I just keep bringing oh, up Christmas taco Christmas every episode. Oh, California. California, you know, California Christmas. I just, these are all the things I want. The list is long, um, but I'm still very grateful for all the things we've been given so far this holiday
2: season. So we have heard a few things about Christmas so far. So um, there was a report that uh, George and Charlotte are actually going to be joining Kate and William at Sandringham. Which is the long walk that we see pictures of quite often. So. Yeah, that we're going to see them sort of do the Christmas walk.
1: Now, I was confused by this and tried to start a fight with Lisa before we recorded because <laughs> I she was like, oh, there's this news story that we should discuss that we're going to see George and Charlotte at Christmas for the first time. And I was like, excuse me, Lisa, like two or three years ago, we saw them on the walk up to church. Like we've seen them, George with the candy cane, iconic, you know, like I've seen this moment before. And she and was like, Charlotte. no, that was at Bucklebury with, you know, Kate's family. That was a Kate's family moment. We haven't seen them at Sandringham. That blew my mind. Um, so I'm very much looking forward and have my heart filled with the hope that we'll see the kids on the
0: walkabout at Christmas. That would be great. I mean, their family does something similar to a lot of other families in the world, though. They sometimes keep the kids separate from the adults. And yes. even on Christmas you know, Day, there's a kid's table. And an adult's table, supposedly, I've read. As someone, uh,
1: I was raised Catholic, it's very difficult to sit still at church on Christmas morning when you could be home with your new toys. So I really understand that, like, restlessness. Um, But yes, I hope we see the kids that morning to see Louis toddling up to church would be delightful. It doesn't say Louis. No. No, it doesn't say Louis, but I want Louis to be there.
2: (laughs) As we're, like, if if we're dreaming, I would like Louis to be there. Um, And then in A Berry Royal Christmas, William actually said, George has already written t- his list for Father Christmas and then what he loves is drawing, et cetera, like that. So. Yeah, in the special, we learned again, he le- he loves drawing and football, which he is six, so those make sense. But what do you think he asked for? Actually, I'm not going to speculate because that's going to be a tabloid story. <laughs> <laughs> the tabloids love picking up anything we say about children. We have no
0: knowledge. I have no knowledge of the children. Oh, I bet he just wants world peace and some cuddles from Nana. That's Freaky. all he wants. Yeah. Royal expert, Kristen Reiner <laughs> Prince wants, wants cuddles.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, William said himself he wants drawing stuff. Like he'll probably want drawing stuff. I also am always like delighted when I remember that British people say Father Christmas and not Santa Claus. It's so sweet.
0: Is it they, exclusively sorry, Father Christmas and not Santa
1: Claus? Again, I'm opening it up to British listeners. You don't know.
0: I don't know either. I feel like I should know this since I'm married to a man from the Commonwealth, but if you could text him. No, not right now, but you know.
1: Um, but no, it's just it's super cute. The idea of these little kids saying Father Christmas in their British accents just crushes my heart. Um, but yeah, so that's I think that's all we know about Christmas,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot of headlines being like, uh, Harry and Meghan are gonna miss the celebrations and but like we already knew that.
0: Yeah. Just yeah, look which, is, which good for them. The search yeah. the, yes. the search for content. I is so strong.
2: we miss them, obviously. I and sure we still don't. talk about them even when they're not here. But like I'm happy for them. I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Have some time off. You know, you still have a baby and you've done a lot of work this year. A also crazy amount of work. Also, it's they're so going much. back and
1: forth with the in-laws, which is like what a lot of married or coupled people do. You and go yeah. back and forth between and the
0: families. And Will. Yeah. Kate yeah. and Will have done that many, many times. Yeah.
2: But I feel like if there's someone or a family that deserves some time off, it's them. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. Sure. They've had a lot of...
1: A lot okay. of stuff happening this year. A lot of stuff year. they've had to deal with. Okay. Of- All right. I think we're good.
0: By the way, since we're talking about Christmas, can we talk a little bit about that documentary, Sandringham, The Queen at Christmas, that was on Channel 5 this month? I only beg of you because I know nothing about it. So please, (laughs) please tell me. Well, there are some fun tidbits in it. Some of the things you two already know very well and most of the listeners know, like, you know, charades is a big part of Christmas. And um, (laughs) that idea still stresses me out so much. I don't like doing (laughs) that kind of like performing thing
1: in front of people and doing it in front of the queen. My God, no, please.
0: Well, the queen supposedly does a great Margaret Thatcher. Oh my God. In the documentary, it says that. Um, We also, of course, know that they love to give each other gay gifts. But in the documentary, it explains that Princess Di when she was new to the family didn't know that and did things like buy cashmere sweaters for people. Oh
2: no, She had no
0: idea. And (laughs) uh, another little tidbit from the documentary that I think is really fun is that Prince Philip is pretty strict about always being the one who gets to put the star on the top of the Christmas tree. No one else gets to do that. That's his job. (laughs) And he also is the one who serves up the drinks on Christmas Eve. And what does the queen like to drink usually? a stiff martini and everyone else drinks bubbles. (laughs) I did did recently see something that
1: that's what she does first thing on Christmas morning, but I don't know how true that is, that that's one of her... I
2: mean, it does sound like... Christmas morning to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> how we <they laughs> kept drinking. Especially if you're the queen. Yes. Yeah. I'm Roll pouring out. that wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have here um, a
1: list of other royal traditions uh, for the holidays. So there are things like the fact that the queen personally signs all the Christmas cards that go out to politicians and heads of state and other important people in her life, which is something like 800 plus Christmas cards. My God, carpal
2: tunnel. Yes. Seriously,
1: especially at her age, that's really scary. Um, then there's, of course, tons of parties there's two different trees at sandringham um according to a former royal chef um but i bet there's so
2: many trees everywhere
1: i agree those palaces
2: are giant Yeah. yeah
1: and we've seen the the windsor decorations they released photos from windsor castle those were amazing so but apparently two at sandringham at least um then there's the special before the week before christmas lunch um we've Then the night before Christmas, the Queen hosts a black-tie dinner, Um, and there she apparently serves a signature cocktail called the Zaza, which is three-quarter ounces of Dubonnet, an ounce and a half of gin,
2: and then... elegant oh garnish God. of a lemon twist. Have wow. you had Dubonnet? It's really bad.
0: No, I don't even know what Dubonnet is. Oh my God. When we
2: first started the pod, we had Dubonnet and gin because we are like, eh, Royals. It was so if bad. If you go back
0: 89 episodes, <laughs> we drank so much Dubonnet
2: at the beginning of this show. Each time we wanted to die. I I actually haven't listened to any of our old episodes. I'm sure It's brutal. I'm sure it's a totally different show then, but it's so bad. It's really bad, but we tried. Um, and then apparently it's, they... Sorry, it's kind of like Like, my grandmother, my 101-year-old grandmother, um, who does not listen to the podcast, but I mentioned her, like, every week. She drinks, like, amaretto every night. I have a sip of amaretto, and I want to die. Oh.
0: It's a it's a different generation. That's true. Yeah. It's
2: just like the hard stuff, oh It's a different
1: flavor profile. Um, some other things is, as mentioned, they celebrate Christmas morning together at church. They open their presents early on Christmas Eve, which is sort of a German heritage kind of thing. Yeah. Um, again, according to the former royal chef, that was his speculation there. Um, and they have a decadent turkey lunch. Um, that reminds me, though, that this week, like as mentioned, there's that before Christmas lunch, so we'll see them arrive. Mm-hmm. That's always, like, the thing that kills me is when they all arrived at that really fancy luncheon and we only see their
0: shoulders and earrings. <laughs> Remember, Remember
2: the bad brooch? The bad oh, brooch.
0: the horrible brooch. That was and at like that two lunch. Two years ago. The racist brooch. Yeah. yeah it was, like, two or yeah, three. Yeah, with um, Duchess Michael of Kent. Yes. Uh, Princess oh, Michael. Princess oh, Michael Sorry, Princess Michael of Kent wearing that brooch that was... Pretty black much more. a caricature of a black. Yeah, it was uh, awful. Like, oh, gosh. It was it was really bad. It was very bad. Um, but that's unfortunately why I remember that
1: luncheon. I agree. But, yes, yeah, so maybe we'll see some shoulders and some earrings and the coming days. Hopefully less offensive things. Hopefully not offensive. Um, but, yeah, I think those are a few of my my favorites. Um, the staff are given gifts, and the kids aren't allowed a Christmas dinner. Again, yeah. they're
0: probably, like, great. <laughs> I'm gonna go the my kids toys. are probably in another room like hitting each other with their toys yeah like
2: i'm in my 30s if i could avoid christmas dinner and just like be in my room by myself i would love it <laughs> <laughs> i love my family but i would really like some quiet time yeah <laughs> at
1: the end of that that two-day just rush you're like okay let me just go chill in my new soft cozy gifts um okay so that's my little rundown of christmas traditions.
0: what
2: are you
1: guys excited to see uh, well I'm excited for whatever coat Kate Middleton's going to wear on Christmas Day. Oh, she Day. has
0: a really good coat game at Christmas time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking back at the year when she had the plaid one on. It yes. was oh. super great. Yeah, she she has some really great coats. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um what I'm most looking forward to seeing is a little glimpse of Harry, Megan, and Archie because, you know, it's going to come in some way or another I on Instagram so. or somewhere else, hopefully with Doria. Yeah. And just, you know, I'm looking forward to that and just seeing them relaxed and hopefully happy and surrounded by supportive people and not reading any horrible coverage by the tabloids and, just, true. and just feeling the love. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see the kids, of course.
2: I want to see some dogs. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll take it. Yes,
0: dogs are always Kids a and blessing. dogs. All yes, all of, these all of those things. images. Uh, We're well, we both...
2: being very on brand for all of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, before we adjourn the royal pod, um, some highs and lows from the week. Again, it's been a pretty slow week in terms of news. It's time for the royal highs and lows.
2: Let's start with any lows. Any my low is the tabloids won't leave us alone. <laughs> they really won't. Mm-hmm. Like. They can take anything we say, totally benign, and twist it. So my low is, guys, last week we said no snitching. Yeah, <laughs> we explicitly that's... said it, and then you did. Yeah, mm. you know who you are. I'm not going to say. But I'm shame on you. On you. Yes.
0: Um, What's your low? My low is that the tabloids just had to drag Harry and Meghan through the mud again for not coming back for this luncheon. Like, like, why is this even a story? It's been announced for weeks now. We know that they're not spending the holidays this year. Um, people Gotta got to that make side of the family, you traffic
2: know? quotas, I guess. Yeah. I and I that just, that,
0: goes. that just, you know, that was a real low for me. My high was learning about a couple of things about the queen, about Christmas that I didn't know. Oh my God, please. One of them is that the queen and Prince Philip, when they go to their Christmas festivities, take the train right along with everybody else. I they know. just ride the train with everyone else. And also the queen, you know, she has to sign all of those Christmas cards. She starts doing the signing in the summer at Balmoral Castle. Oh, Oh, wow. Because there are so many cards to sign. She needs to start doing it about six months in advance. Wow. um, It just delights me to think she gets to think about Christmas (laughs) in the summer just like I do on purpose every day. So, So yeah.
1: A a fellow certified Christmas nut.
0: I hope so. Wow. I like to think that that's the case. Wow, that is
1: crazy. My low is no Christmas cards yet. Um, My high is having Kristen here oh that <laughs> is you are one of serious. our just our our go-to guests i think this is your third time here. yes, right? yes. i love it i want to be back high. all the time and um, you've <laughs> been here for really super special occasions yes. i believe right around um Harry archie's and Meghan's birth archie's uh, right birth right after
0: archie was born
1: yes and then i believe um something around the wedding as well Right? Wait, was it around the, was no. Around the
2: wedding? When
0: no, was it your, was just... Oh, gosh. The other one was monumental. Too. I just can't remember what. Yeah. There's just so
1: many things. Yes. So I think it was probably summer of 2018, which, to be fair, that whole season belongs to the wedding as far as I'm concerned. Yes. You know? Yes. All um, of the but year. But we're so delighted every time that you come by. And so we strongly encourage our listeners, if they are also delighted by everything they've heard, to go listen to one of your... Many, many podcasts. I'm a big <laughs> fan of uh, By the Book, so that would be my my first recommendation. But they're all amazing. So thank oh. you so much for being here. You can drop us an email at info at to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a real review from Erica Tallula. Will you take this?
2: Sure. Um, she writes like chatting with girlfriends. I love this podcast. Listening to it feels like chatting with girlfriends, except none of my girlfriends are particularly into the Royals. Caitlin and Lisa, please don't judge me. This is why I need you in my life. (laughs) It's a high point in my week to go to get to listen to people who are as excited about the Royals endeavors as I am, I think this podcast might also be responsible for helping me finally develop a consistent running practice because it gives me an excuse to tune in. Keep up the good work, ladies. It does not help me.
1: No, a consistent running practice. Mm. As longtime listeners know, Lisa and I really got into running at the beginning of this year. Oh,
2: my God. And we injured ourselves. (laughs) I went running one time. (laughs) Damn, it
1: was bad. We we both (laughs) kept injuring ourselves. And there was a discussion in the Facebook group of like, what is wrong with those two? How can we give them some some help? Oh and God. everyone gathered running tips for us.
2: People were wow. so worried. The so best you tip running again. No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no. We gave that. <laughs> up. Our
1: tip was to stop running, so we find other forms of exercise. Erica, Not right you're now, an I I think Walking
0: is fine. Walking <laughs> is fine. fine. We have to walk miles. We're, right? New, Yorkers. we're New Yorkers. I do a <laughs> lot of
1: walking. Yeah. Um. You can. But thank you so much for writing in, Erica. Follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed. Where can people
0: follow you, Kristen? And please take us through all of your many projects yes. again. <laughs> look them up. She's amazing. To.
2: Books, podcasts, everything. Look her up.
0: You can find me at Um That has links to everything. All the shows I host and the books and so on. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at kristenminzer or on Instagram at K10
1: Minzer, That's K10 Minzer. I, that. <laughs> I, <like laughs> I love that. Oh, pun. I love a pun. You can follow me, Caitlin, at Hey K Men's H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z. I like to think I'm entertaining, but Dolly Parton's never come for me. So, Oh, she's coming.
2: Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'm Lisa Raya at Twitter and Instagram. And again, no Dolly Parton content, but I did listen to Dolly Parton's America. Another Ooh. great way to spend the holidays. Um, until next week, or two weeks, really. Well well, we'll, we have be a here,
1: week. well, we'll be here next week. We'll be here next week. It will just be pre-recorded. Um, <laughs> God
2: save the pod. God save it.
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.